0: We're constantly trained, and even in school and stuff, it's like, Well, what do you want to be when you get older? Well, first, you got to do this class, then you can do that class, then you get your degree, then you get this job, and then you make more money. And so, we're always sold like life will be so good in the future, and then you can retire when you're 65. You know, but what they don't tell you is like, Yeah, but like all the health issues that could come up when you're 65 in a day, like, why are we killing ourselves for some? utopian dream that's probably never going to happen in the future if we don't change the way we are on the inside.
1: Hey everyone, you're listening to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sonnigard. Thanks so much for being here. I'm grateful you're listening to the show today. Um, If you're new to the show, we discuss a variety of topics on bettering yourself through self-care, self-discovery, and today it's one of my favorite humans and a popular guest. She's been here before, Gina Seval. Yay. I'm so excited. Before we get to that interview today, just a quick update on some fun things that have come up over the last week in in my journey through self-care and self-discovery. So it was my 34th birthday on Monday and I had scheduled um, a joint astrology and psychic reading on Saturday. The Saturday prior is like a little birthday treat to myself and I've never actually had a psychic reading before um, but I had worked with Meredith from Earthling Astrology several times and she's Fucking amazing friends. Like you need to check her out. Um, I'm going to link her info in the show notes so you can get a reading from her. So I had this scheduled, Um, again, a joint astrology psychic reading via Zoom. I didn't think a whole lot about it in advance. My daughter had been sick, so it was just kind of this like chaotic week. Um, but when I went to sit down with these ladies, I mean, shit hit the fan in a good way. It was amazing. So Meredith told me that my solar return which is when the sun returns to that same exact spot in the sky, it was the moment that you were born, that my solar return would be the next day, so this was on Sunday, at 7.16 a.m. And like she's she's low-key like, this particular solar return is going to be the most powerful moment in your whole life. (laughs) Like, what? Um, So you have a solar return every year, but just the way the um, eclipse and the solstice and all the things were following and falling in my chart. I mean, this was like a super, super intense moment. And I'm like, okay, great. Good to know. And she's basically like, you need to manifest whatever you want. You need to think about that, make that happen. So I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of pressure. I'm like, okay, tomorrow I have to manifest whatever I want. And, and it's hard when someone's like, what do you want? What do you want to work towards? I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. I mean, I want a lot of things. Um, so I, we happened to be home, kind of stuck at home without, you know, we're going to do some fun things for my birthday, but my daughter had a kind of a high fever last week. So just in the whole COVID world, we decided to stay home and be really careful. Good news. She doesn't have COVID. We got it tested. We're all good. But, um, we were at home and I was just like, we were kind of scrolling through Netflix and I'm like, you know what? We should watch the sound of music. <laughs> and... My kids are little, so they're like, "What? Please, no!" So I, I, I like made them watch *The Sound of Music*, and I grew up with this musical. Um, it has a really like soft spot in my heart. It was the first musical I was ever in, and my. My grandpa really loved this particular, you know, music and like we walked up to the aisle. John and I had walked up the aisle to Edelweiss, the song from that. And so anyways, just like a a near and dear to my heart. And when we were watching it, I hadn't even thought about my grandpa who had passed away. It just was like, didn't think of it in the moment. So the next day, Sunday morning, like before the seven sixteen a.m. excitement, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to tap into my spirit guides and I'm going to see where, you know, what to manifest, get some guidance on like really what can help me, but also help the world. I mean, we're in a tough spot right now. Like, what can I manifest? So I did a meditation of Gina's, of today's guest, um, on connecting with spirit guides. And I actually hadn't done this particular meditation yet, um, but it was just a quick I mean, it's hypnosis, so it's her guiding you into a really deep meditation, and in the moment, it was it was um, kind of a fast, like, for me, because I've done so much hypnosis and meditation work, I, I can get into it pretty quickly, so I get into this spot, and when I get into this, like, when I say spot, I mean, like, I'm seeing things in my mind, and I'd ask to to t- speak with or to like connect with the spirit guide. And I, and I happened to in this moment connect with my, my grandpa who had passed away and he was there and this like, we're in the space and it was all green and we were seeing um, just kind of like beautiful grass and trees and green is the color of the heart chakra, um, which is, you know, made sense right there. And he showed me kind of like pointed to this big mountain in the distance and like in that moment I was like of course like this is so serendipitous that we'd be watching the sound of music that I'd have this mom have this like urge to do Gina's spirit guide meditation and then to connect with him and that song (laughs) it's just like so cheesy this whole thing that song climb every mountain came into my head and I'm like all right that's that's what we're going to be manifesting today. It's like the idea that like the road, the path is not flat. It is not easy. Whatever we're working on, whatever we're moving towards, it's it's a mountain. It's a marathon. And so at 7.16 a.m., I just sat and I visualized being in this like green space with my grandpa and like working towards this mountain. Um, <laughs> I laugh because I know how crazy all of it sounds, but it was amazing now I have like goosebumps thinking about it. So wow. It was a it was a very magical birthday. If you're interested in any of those things <laughs> in manifestation, in spirit guides, in um gosh, even astrology work and and psychic like I can connect you with all these people and I can direct you back to some episodes that we've talked about this work. So yes. Okay. Needless to say, yeah. Magical birthday. On a lighter note, I got some of the coolest birthday gifts, Um, a mini skincare fridge for all my serums and a little diffuser. I got a trampoline, a little mini trampoline for some workouts. I'm going to put together a little self-care birthday gift guide for y'all because, yeah, who doesn't want a self-care birthday? (laughs) Okay. Moving on to our interview. Um, so the inspiration for this episode today really came from something that has been weighing heavy on my mind and my heart over the last few months. And it's this idea of contentment, of being present and grateful for what we have right now. And I think, you know, societally, we're so pressured to think that we are one of two things, that everything is binary, that we are either happy or or sad or we are present or not present or i mean now we are racist or we are not racist and the truth is is that we're not one or the other of these things like we can be present in one moment and then completely scattered in the next you know we can be working towards anti-racism in one breath and then have a racist thought pass through our mind in the next like we're humans this is this is who we are so let's just take a collective breath of grace for that and just stop putting so much damn pressure to be one of two things, like we're all of these things, right? So that's where Gina comes in. Gina has been on this show before describing her work as a hypnotherapist and work in past life regressions. So it's a really cool episode. Go ahead and check it out. It's one of the most popular of this show since it started. Episode eight. Um, and you can get kind of the overview of her work because we don't talk about it a whole lot today. Um, but she also has a lot of experience in neuroplasticity and she talks about what that is and And I mean, basically, we're applying the idea of neuroplasticity of essentially building the muscle memory to be more present and in the now and grateful for what we have right now rather than focusing on the forward or the backward or living in the past or, you know, like that need to be um, constantly. productive all of these things you know this is a journey you're not just going to meditate one time and then be super present all the time you know it's a, it's this conversation hopefully is really supportive to the fact that like this is a marathon all of us are working on kind of unlearning things within our minds and um, I hope it resonates with you so let me know what you think about this topic you know because it's something that I feel really passionate about before we get to that interview, just a couple related events that are actually coming up around this idea. Um, so next week, Wednesday, July 1st, um, Gina and I are going to be doing an Instagram live, touching on this work. Um, she'll be getting, you know, the mental juices flowing with a short hypnosis, and then I'll be guiding some journal work on simple activities and practices you can do to really start building those neural pathways to be present and grateful right now. And then if you want to take it a step further, on Thursday, July 9th, I'll be doing a digital workshop on taking your everyday routines, you know, brushing your teeth, making your breakfast, all those things, and making them more impactful, magical rituals, you know, little moments in the day that you look forward to and that bring you joy and peace. So Info on both of those events are in the show notes and on my Instagram as well. I would love to have you for either of those. One is free. Um, one has some small cost to it. But again, anything that um, if you want to partake, I'd love to have you there. All right. Let's get to this episode with Gina Seval. Hi, Gina. How are you? Thanks for being here.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to be here Again.
1: <laughs> again. <laughs> listeners, if this is your first time hearing from Gina, you need to go back to episode eight and hear from her. I, that was one of my most favorite episodes. I laughed. I listened to it the other day and I laughed so hard listening to
0: it. Oh my God. Well, you know, what's so funny is like, I have this survey that's like, help me plan the next half of the year, you know, and people are like, I really like your interview with Ashley. I just oh. felt like you guys were my friends, and you're laughing so much. So, like, like literally three people have called out that episode. They're like, "Sounds like you guys had so much fun." I'm like, that's because we do. We
1: do, <laughs> we do. I just ah, oh, let's just shoot this shit for a little bit because I don't know. I just like hearing your voice, and I like hearing what your oh, perspectives you are. are so like,
0: kind to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you like? We were just before we started recording talking about quarantine and about things yeah. that we want to keep the same and like learnings you've had or good books or courses or like what's what are your takeaways from this time that we've had?
0: Yeah, so um I would say like the biggest one that's like front of mind right now is talking about the anti-racism work that I that I do personally. Like I'm just not someone who Used to talk about that stuff online. I just kind of felt like that's not really my platform to talk about that. And so I've been doing more of that online, just like sharing books that I read or, you know, whatever. So that has been a shift for me, something that I was like, all right, for whatever reason, this was like the perfect storm. (laughs) Um, And I've been doing the work on my own, like for three or four years. So now just that big shift. But then I've also been like on the lighter side, like I really perfected pancakes, like how I make pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) I found a really good gluten-free brand and I like can actually flip them without killing them or getting them stuck to the bottom. So that's super light, but also like just the time, the spaciousness of the weekend. And just, I feel like Alex and I just have more time going into the office and like Mm -hmm. driving there and spending all that time there. So like yesterday, we like had lunch together. It was so nice. And just to be able to like even to go on a walk in the afternoon together or have him home like as soon as his last call is over instead of like waiting for things to wrap up at the office and that sort of thing. So it's just, whoa, well, we have way more time together, uh, which has been a really good thing, which I'm fortunate for it that that didn't like ruin us.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh,
0: it wait, I like can't so stand you.
1: So many people <laughs> have kind of gotten the opposite way all, i mean it's kind I'm of like it's that. been like 50 50 at least from the people i I'm, I'm not i don't actually know these people I'm talking about celebrities like it feels like celebrities are getting divorced <laughs> right now i know where they've been stuck at home but i agree i i'm like where did where was i spending all my time before it was like it was like driving yeah. or um even just little things like getting ready like I don't I don't need to get yeah. ready anymore. Like I don't have to spend time to unless I want to, unless I want to take a shower. Yeah. I, I just have to feel like I have more control of my time. Like I'm done teaching yoga in my bedroom and I walk downstairs and I go eat dinner and, with my family.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's not like this transition time throughout the day. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I've also noticed how long I can actually go without a haircut or color. This is gonna save me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving also money. Gonna, Yes. I'm also gonna like chop it all off and dye it pink or purple but like just thinking about it in different ways oh what can I do on my own was my thoughts like as we moved through this space of like not being able to get your hair done and I just think it's easy to fall in that trap of like I need to go in every six weeks and blah, 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 blah. And it's like first of all it's super expensive second of all it's been three months and and look I'm alive and I can and actually it looks like cute I like it stay tuned things are about to get colorful.
1: It's so awesome.
0: I was like, why don't I just do like wild colors and even like buy a nice wig. So when I want super long hair twice a month, I can do that. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Stay tuned.
1: You and I are like on totally different, like ends of the spectrum. I've like, I bought. What have I bought? Serums, like nice new makeups. I'm like getting glam. I'm fully embracing my suburban mother, like at home, stay at home mom situation. And I'm okay (laughs) with it. And like-
0: That makes me so happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This morning I was wearing a, uh, like a Lululemon, like tennis dress that I got on Super Sale years (laughs) ago. Can you see? I mean, I'm embracing this shit. I am, like, very into You're it. You're, like, too far? Too far? No? It was <laughs> – I never thought I'd be All at this right, stage, but that. here I am. Here I am, like, pulling weeds in my tennis oh my dress God. while I – just – like,
0: embrace game. it. Right. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I just love it. Uh,
1: okay. Well, you know, will you – Tell listeners just a quick recap because again, everyone, if you want to um, get more in depth about what the work that Gina does is, um, you can listen to episode eight. But give us a quick recap.
0: Yeah, so I facilitate sessions using hypnosis to help people experience past life scenes so they can learn, release, grow, dissolve blocks. Um, kind of rewrite any beliefs in their subconscious minds that are making life harder for them today. So um, just like digging into, you know, if a certain situation makes you feel anxious, or a certain person just really rubs you the wrong way. Um, and these things are like actually making your days worse. I always say those, that's a good time to come in and kind of like look at the past life stuff. But honestly, a lot of people come in, and they're just like curious about what it all is because it it's super entertaining at least i think so
1: oh my gosh <laughs> um so and
0: yeah and so it's like kind of like gets you in that curiosity realm which i think is so great for so many reasons but um it pulls us in makes it a little bit lighter uh and and then you can like do these healings. I always say too, like it's so easy. I don't know, maybe this is just me, but do you ever feel like actually, like you're reading a book, like say it's like a self help book, and you're like, so and so just needs to read this book. You know, or like Absolutely. we can, yeah, like we can look at our friends and be like, if you just did A and B, your life would be so good. If you just stopped doing that, you'd be perfect. You know, or not, you'd be perfect, but like your life would be easier. And so it's that third-person point of view that can be so valuable and help us. And so seeing that in a past life, sometimes, if depending on the stuff that we're working on, um, we can see that in a past life and be like, it just becomes so simple, so easy to understand. And with that understanding, it's like this natural ability to let go. Like Mm -hmm. that's the thing I'm gripping onto, and then you can let go and think of something else. So I use hypnosis. I'm I'm a certified hypnotherapist, that's the certification, but in the state of Minnesota, I can't say therapist because I'm not a licensed therapist, which is fine. I'm not really attached to that. So I often just say, pe- tell people I'm a hypnotist. And then if I wanna get into this conversation with them, I'll be like, I help people see past lives. And then we <laughs> usually <laughs> sit down and have like really great conversation. But if it's like someone who's just gonna argue about the validity of it, I'm like, I'm a hypnotist. Yeah, whatever, I deal with anxieties. But it's so much more than that, you know?
1: So much more. That's, um, last week's episode with, with Kelly Smith, we talked about how simple it is to connect to your higher self, to your subconscious. And I feel like that's exactly yeah. what you just said. Like you, yes, it's maybe like a third person perspective, but ultimately you facilitate me to answer the questions that I'm searching for mm-hmm. myself, with the help of of a, a guide of a higher a higher yeah. spirit spirit guide. So,
0: yeah, and that's what I like about this work too. Is like you can not only learn more about yourself, which is so valuable, but also um, like heal things, release blocks, stop patterns, that sort of thing. You're able to like see how powerful you really are, because I'm not telling you what you were in a past life you are experiencing it you might be seeing something you might be feeling something emotionally physically you might just know what it feels like to be that strong warrior so it's really just I'm showing you how to unlock that magic and then you we go unlock that magic together and that's kind of like why for my Instagram handle I chose past lives tour guide because it's like it's not my magic it's yours And so I help you relax into it and use it. And I think when people go into it, most of my clients, my first time clients are like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And it's like, you will, everyone can, this is a birthright. All you have to do is relax. And I will talk you through every bit of that. And they always come out of it like, whoa, I can't believe I did that. And when we can, I think one of our biggest, not one of the biggest, but like a thing that can cause hardships for humans is we feel so out of control. And this is something where we don't necessarily have to control it, but just knowing how powerful we are can alleviate that need to grip and control and grind and be overly productive and trying to prove something where it's like if we just like inherently know our worth and our power because we've actually experienced it on like a higher level, people come out of that and that alone changes people. And so then on top of that, like all the learnings and insights from their past lives and their spirit guides, it's just a really, it's my favorite form of, it's my favorite healing modality.
1: Same. It is so much so that I finally got my husband and by like, by saying I got him to do it, he made the decision <laughs> himself, but yeah, I talked to him way I it so much and I, <laughs> I really had so many bright lights shined into my own path because of this work that we've done together that he finally just signed up and and he loved it. And he was one of those people, like you said, that was like, I don't know. I mean, like the morning, sorry, John, if I'm talking about your journey, but like the morning of, of him, like his session and you know what, everybody, Gina's doing these digitally now. So he was at home and yeah. he was like, sort of like pacing, and he was nervous about it. And I'm like, Where are you? Like, tell me what you're nervous about. And he's just like, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know if I'll be able to like do it, like get there. And I'm like, oh, psh, you'll be fine. And he totally did. And it's been oh yeah, so great. And and like he answered his own questions, which he probably could have answered before. But it's just it's that third that third party just kind of answering it for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it feels so real when we can get our conscious mind that's always analyzing, always thinking linear goals, forward, future tripping, all of that. Like, our conscious mind is great for so many things. This is not one of them, like, figuring out what's at the root of these deep issues. An example I always give is like, I always thought I had a fear of commitment. And so, when I wanted to marry Alex, my now husband, like, legal husband, I mean, it's the only husband I
1: have. (laughs) I was going to say, is there another one? Not that
0: there's anything wrong with that, but like one is enough. (laughs) It's the only time I'm going to do it. But like, um, I thought it was a fear of commitment. And I just like, was like, that's just the way I am. Like, I don't want to sign up for a Saturday morning exercise class. I don't want to commit to 10 Saturday morning. You know what I mean? Like even on the smaller things. So, um. It's just the kind of relationship him and I have. He was like, you know, you can't can't commit to like, Uh, we were doing like Krav Maga classes every Saturday morning, or he wanted to. And I was like, I just, I can't make that commitment. And he's like, you can't commit to that. Like, you want to get married, but you don't want to commit to that. He's like, I want to be with you forever. But we're really good at being like, hey, I think this is a blind spot. Maybe think about working on it. And so I was like, oh, shit, you're right. And that was actually when I did my first past life regression. And it was through that that I found out it wasn't a fear of commitment. It was a fear of failing people who believe in me. Hmm. And it was like, if I make this commitment, he's going to think I have the ability to do it and I don't. But then when I saw that from you know, a third person point of view, kind of in this past life, it was really easy to just like that was one Thing where it's like the moment you understand it it's gone it's not an issue anymore and sometimes after a session you can feel that immediate change and sometimes it takes like just you know maybe two three four weeks for your mind body spirit and all your nerve pathways between all of them energetic or otherwise to just kind of recalibrate into a new way of being yeah it's kind mm-hmm. of like a tangent but that's like how I roll <laughs> I don't know what the question was <laughs>
1: I don't really remember either. Well, (laughs) we're off to a good start. This is, yeah, this is how we roll here. (laughs) It's, you know, though, I think that's a good segue to what I wanted us to talk about today. Over the last however many months we've been at home, three, four months, the conversations with the people that I love and, and friends and family have come up a lot about purpose and being able to study our own lives and see what works and what doesn't and like get to just a little bit a cleaner spot in where we're at and like where we're going. And we're going to talk today about neuroplasticity. And I, that's such a, I feel like that's a buzzy word and we'll, we'll dive into it more, but what, what I think is so weird and like, Hard and challenging, and really, why this podcast doesn't even exists is that it's really hard to be in the now, like to be happy with yeah. what we have right now. I mean, I have a cancer sun, so that's I'm living in the past all the time. I have a Capricorn moon, so like my mind is in the future, and I I'm not in the fucking now ever. And I, this is my whole like <laughs> existence is to talk about self care and and self study, and so. I just want to learn from you around this particular topic of how we can learn, how we can flex those muscles in our brain, the talk, the, you know, the theme for this month to Mm -hmm. be happy with what we have right now. And that maybe it's okay to be uncomfortable. Maybe it's like part of that is just like learning to be uncomfortable and live with what you have. Go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, so what I would say at first, like, um, neuroplasticity, the way I explain it, and I used, I've been working with this on a personal level and professional level in some way, I would do this even when I was a wellness coach, is um, the way I describe it is your brain and your body's ability to build new nerve pathways, or strengthen already established nerve pathways for f- ways of physical movement thought patterns, and emotional reactions. And so the more we do something, the easier it gets. The more we do something, the easier it gets, right? Like if I'm practicing pitching, the more I do it, the better I'm going to get at it. That's just the way the human body works. The human body is always going for homeostasis. So it's like wants to take the easiest path at all times. And the same is true not only in your body. That's a really practicing a pitch is an easy example because we can physically see that we know what it's like, we've, we've all probably done something physically and had to like, eventually we learned and we got it better. Even if it is like that dance around your kitchen, when you like, move and you're like, where are the forks? Okay, and now I don't even think of it, my I just go there, you know, unintentionally, or intentionally, but without automatically, what I wanted to say. So that happens in the body, but that also happens in the brain. So everything that we're surrounded with, just the capitalistic capitalism that we live in the shadow side is that if I'm whole and complete and happy I'm not going to be out buying a new shirt a new electronic a new something as much as I am like that's just the way it is but we're constantly marketed to we're constantly told in many other ways through tv movies in, you know instagram social media all of it that like If you have this, your life will be better. And so we're constantly trained to see, well, if I get that, then I'm going to be happy. But what we don't do is pause and go, oh, I thought that about my house. I thought that about my car. I thought that about my spouse. I thought that about my kids. I thought that about my dogs. You know, and we start to see like this pattern within us where it's like in something that it seems like a lot of clients that come to me, especially women like in their 30s, they're like, I've checked all the boxes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as happy as I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. I'm actually as unhappy, but more stressed out and have less time than when I set out on this path to get the degree, the corporate job, the relationship, the the kids, the family, the whatever. Um, and so I think it does take work, and it can be uncomfortable. But if you start to identify the places where you're always reaching for something, so for me, if I can stop mindlessly scrolling on Instagram. Um, and like intentionally leave my phone inside if I have 10 minutes and sit outside and just like close my eyes or sit outside and read a book something that's not on a screen like that will change the habit of always being on my phone and that will change my reaction to all of the pretty things and the ads being thrown my way uh consciously or like overtly or covertly on these social media platforms for example so that's just I guess a long way of saying we're constantly trained and even in school and stuff it's like well what do you want to be when you get older well first you got to do this class then you can do that class then you get your degree then you get this job and then you make more money and so we're always sold like life will be so good in the future and then you can retire when you're 65 you know but what they don't tell you is like yeah but like all the health issues that could come up when you're 65 in a day like why are we killing ourselves for some utopian dream that's probably never going to happen in the future if we don't change the way we are on the inside Mm -hmm. and so being in the present moment I think the first step is to like try to uh, counterbalance that magnetism that we have to future tripping whatever that is the thing you want to buy the trip you want to go on who you want to be the house you want to move into and more often than not like it's good to plan i'm not saying we shouldn't do that but we deciding within you like what's enough like you've made the plan you're headed in that direction now what can you do to enjoy this moment more and instead of just being like i need to be present all the time like set aside time just like a workout like i'm going to be present for 30 minutes a day okay well what's going to get your presence like what are you interested in Do you like flowers? Do you like gardening? Do you like walking? Do you like playing with your kids? Do you like shutting off your ringer and just laying on the floor? Do you like, what do you want to do, but to like be in the present moment and finding an interest? Because sometimes you'll hear people say like, you need a hobby or something like that. And it's like, people don't even know what they're interested in. How Mm -hmm. are they going to get a hobby?
1: Yeah. And I I think that's so true that it's like what you want to do, not what you think you should be doing it should be what yes. do you actually uh, want to do to be present right now
0: yes yeah like this comment doesn't make any sense but alex and i always say this to each other alex is my partner and it'll be like you can should in one hand and shit in the other what are you gonna have like you have to do something like you can't just be like well i should do this it's like i know but you're not doing it so do something else like you find something that you're interested in and so for and it can be as little as like I don't know I used to be interested in aliens so I'm going to listen to some podcasts about that you know like searching for that or I don't know just thinking about like oh I used to do this when I was younger can you do that like get some sidewalk chalk maybe get a coloring book Mm -hmm. you know whatever it is that turns your crank but instead of just like oh I need to be more present period like think of it as like a workout I mean not if you hate working out but (laughs) Like it means like devote the time to it because you're literally training your brain to be here and now.
1: This explains a lot about some of the spending behavior, at least for myself and people that I know that has come up over quarantine that like, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Amazon packages that come into my house, it's like, what did I order? I don't even know because it's like, (laughs) like I'm bidding, you know, marketed to all the time and like (laughs) that's been a self-soothe when in fact like what you're saying is just practice, just practicing, you know, doing things that you like that are in the moment. I like, I do like meditating, you know, maybe mm-hmm. practicing that a little bit more will help offshoot some of the behavior that is about trying to fill that little void. Yeah. Ooh. I'm like, I'm all right. Yeah. I, knew this, I knew the right person. to talk to. talk
0: <laughs> Yeah. And the same is true for like the way I used to coach people, I'm not a coach right now. So it's not really the way I work with people, but I would be like, what do you want more of in your life? And it's like, if you always feel like behind, stressed out, like you're failing, I, and I guess I do this in hypnosis sessions, but we're not necessarily, we're working with the subconscious mind, not like conscious neuroplasticity, but I'll, I'll say like, well, if you, if you could trade that for one thing, what would it be? So if someone was like, I'm going to trade my, you know, um, fear of being hurt by people. I'm just thinking of like a recent session just because my mind is blank, but like, what do you want to trade that for? And so if, if you feel like you're filling a hole because you're bored or stressed and it feels good to do all that stuff when you're stressed out, you feel like you have control, be like, well, what do you really want? Well, I want to feel whole. Well, I want to feel appreciated. I want to feel worthy. It's like, then that's, that's the path that you follow don't don't buy another hammock on amazon <laughs> like go like make time on your calendar to be in your backyard like another hammock's not gonna do it the first one's fine you know what i mean it's not that the first oh. one is like stained and old but no that's <laughs> not it still works you know i'm obviously speaking from <laughs> like my personal experience where it's like just what do you really want though what do you want out of this thing and like, just go fucking do that because you have the opportunity to do that. Um, and if you don't have the opportunity to do it, could you make it smaller and get it in your life a different way? Could you make it different? Could you try something else? But I always think of like, if you can see what it is that you're trying to avoid or get rid of within you, whatever negative emotion that is, if follow the path to what you think could get you that positive emotion. And even if it is daydreaming about the last time you felt that way or anything like that, like anytime you can soak your body in those emotions, your brain doesn't your brain reacts to your thoughts. So I can be totally relaxed today, but if I'm freaking out about something I have to do in two weeks, my body and brain are in that fight or flight mode, that stress reaction. It doesn't matter that I'm laying here relaxing if I'm freaking out emotionally about something in the future, so my brain doesn't know, like, is this something in the future? Or am I experiencing this right now? It starts in my thoughts. So if I can like think about stuff intentionally that make me feel in a way I want to feel, that is so impactful in like reworking that neural pathway within your brain. So then those positive emotions become easier. And then, and I'm super rambling now, but then if you feel like, I just can't feel peace. I want to feel peace. Or I feel like I just can't feel joy like other people. That's when we go get help. That's, that's when I go get help of like, okay, I'm going to do a past life regression because I don't know why people can Mm. seem to be so light and joyful. And I just feel like if I even fake it, I feel so awkward and uncomfortable. This isn't me now, but that used to be me. And then I did like a soul retrieval, which I talked about on my podcast. And not that you have to, you can go talk to a therapist, you can go to Reiki, you can go to acupuncture, but the more we like are mindful and intentional about where we want to go, then it's easy to see the things that are blocking us after a while. It's like, huh, I always get blocked here. What is that? How can I address that? To me, that makes life more interesting too, because then I'm just like improving, not just like spinning my wheels. Mhm. Crowning in my Amazon boxes.
1: <laughs> Damn those Amazon boxes. Oh, this is Okay, so last night I was listening to this um influencers IGTV discussion about like the wellness um community conversation around how a lot of us have used wellness, whatever you want to call that, like self-care as escapism in a way. Like, oh, I mean, Mm -hmm. she kept using, her name is Sophia Rowe. She is a woman of color. And she was talking about how wellness, I mean, in general has become this like kind of whitewashed escapism where we, we go away to Bali to like do a soul searching or like we do, um, you know, I need to go to a yoga class today when in fact, like exactly to your point, if we can tap into some of the things that make us feel good and frankly, help other people. I mean, like if that's mm-hmm. part of the, you know, I'm looking for my, my soul's purpose right now. I want to know what my purpose is in life. Well, mm-hmm. maybe go and fucking help somebody today. Like maybe like mm-hmm. donate somewhere or go to, you know, bring some supplies to those in need and see how that feels. And yes. then- the next step is to like, okay, you know what? That's helping, but I'm not there yet. Do some more soul searching again with, with a healer, with someone that can help guide. But like, I think that is one of the steps that is missing in wellness right now is like, and I've said it before, self-care to help others is mean, mm-hmm. like, that's the whole purpose is that we're full humans and we feel good and we feel thriving so that we can continue to like improve the world around us. And it's become Mm -hmm. so much, everyone is like, oh, I don't, I'm not present. I'm not here. I'm not now. I'm sad. I'm not where, I don't know where I'm at because it's all about me, me, me. Would you agree with Mm -hmm.
0: that? Yeah. Yeah. And some, I, I would totally agree with that. And because we're told like happiness is the goal. So anything less than happiness means you're failing. So we're all like scrambling. So we don't have to feel like that deep sadness or stress or inadequacy, whatever it is. And I think that adds to it too. Like just kind of a, we think we're going to feel better, but we always feel worse. And um, just what you said in there, it was like self-care. So you can help others. Mm-hmm. Um, your podcast guest, I think it was like two weeks ago. Uh, she talked about Nero. We talked about, I uh, forgot her name. Anyway, um, but
1: Amanda Levesque.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, I just thought it was so cool how she explained like where you're at in your nervous system and then your ability to help others. And, and just when you said <clears throat> self-care to help others is like kind of what I feel like that really encapsulate that part of that conversation that you had with Amanda about that. And so if we, a lot of times people think like, oh, what's my purpose? Am I on the right path? Or they'll be like, I'm not on the right path. And they're just like frustrated about it and focused on job searching or something. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You can do that. But really, our purpose is to share our gifts. And our gifts are soul centered. They're not capitalism centered. So your gifts have nothing to do with your ability to make money. Sure, I use my gifts and that's my job but i have plenty of other gifts that i can share with people in plenty of other ways to sh- use the gifts that i use in my job to you know other people like for example um my partner is works at a company and and he's not necessarily like just like most employees isn't like yay uh you know the, <laughs> whatever this company sells like i i live and breathe it you know he's he's also too has those times where he's like I feel like I should be doing more. What should I do? What's my path? And it's like, okay, if you are breathing and you're on earth, you are in your path. You cannot get off that path until you die. So all you can do is like hope to make that path easier. And we do that by learning, growing, observing, helping others, taking care of ourselves. And it's that simple. So it's like the shitty thing about a gift though, is that most of the time you're the only one who can't see that it's your gift. It's like, Gifts are so easy and natural and automatic that when people compliment you on it, it's like, ugh, it's not a big deal. Oh, thanks. That's very kind of you to say, but anyone can do this. And it's like, no, actually this is a gift. Not everyone can do that. And then you can, and if you can see that and like appreciate that within yourself, I think that adds to that feeling of empowerment, that feeling of wholeness and worthiness. Um, and that just can, uh, that is a much better emotions, to bathe yourself in than like resentment, feelings of failure, like you're not worth it. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. So would you, would it be a good idea to maybe do like a a session with you or like a past life regression or even a therapy session on, on your gifts? Like, would that be Mm -hmm. a a nice place to start? What are my gifts? Just get, get those identified so that you can, use them in like build your own path. I don't know. That's just like a random thought. Oh my
0: god. I'm I can you see me frantically writing this down? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so you can
0: figure that out by journaling. You can figure that out by people who seem to appreciate you. You could ask those people. Um and do what feels right. I don't, you know, not everyone is meant to imbibe in a past life, but that's something that I've actually explored myself in a past life and I called it like like how do I know I'm doing my work to do whatever that looks like like I went and looked in a past life to be like what does that feel like in my body like logically I can be like this is a good idea because of a b and c but like how do I know that the work I'm gonna do is really like in alignment with my gift? Uh, Of course, everything that I do can't be in alignment with my gifts, but where it can be, like, how do I know? And so I saw a past life where it was like, you, these are how you use these gifts in a past life. This is how it shows up in this life. And I felt the physical sensations and got a really clear picture and understanding of what that is. And it just helped me to see like, oh, this thing that I appear to be good at leading people to see past lives which is like so weird. And of course, I did not grow up thinking that this would, be, <laughs> this would be my job. But it's like that, when you can get that clarity, then you're able to be like, it's almost like the ability someone hands you a mirror and you're like, oh, that's the kind of backpack I'm wearing. Okay, moving forward. Now I know what I got back, back behind me. I know what I can do. I know what I have. And you can move forward. So for sure, you could see it in a past life. You could ask your spirit guides about it. That, that comes like after the past life scenes, you can get that spiritual guidance um, to connect the dots between that past life and this past life, anything that maybe wasn't so obvious. But then you could also ask the question of like, what are my gifts? How am I using them? And, and I wrote that down because a lot of people come to me being like, I just feel like I'm on the wrong path and I'm like lost. And, and to me, I always are, give the unhelpful advice of like, you're alive and breathing on earth, you appear to be third dimension. So um, you're on your path, like, <laughs> disappointing as that sounds. But I think for me, what a better question is to be like, you're on your path. Should we try to figure out what your gifts are?
1: Hmm. Ha. Oh my gosh. Going forward. We need that. to do like a session together on that. Like <laughs> know. like, like a session or like maybe we like a workshop you and I, oh my gosh, I love that idea. Again, like you had talked about how you're proud at the beginning of this, you were proud of, of the anti-racism work that you're doing. And I think that, that like, if we're doing really intense self-study right now as white folks, like if that's something that we are doing, which I hope any listener that's listening to that is white is doing, well, actually anybody always be doing self-study, but if you're doing that, like you can look into your gifts, you can see where, you know, what you've been given
0: mm-hmm. and how
1: that might impact the world around you and how you, and, and by helping the world around you and by helping yourself, it's, it's like a, an equal exchange. I mean, know we know that, you know, vibrationally, if we're in a spot where we are fully fulfilled, everyone around us feels that too. Um, so then, I read recently an article um, by an influencer who I really love, and I've, I've followed her for a long time. Um, you, she's from the Twin Cities. Wit and Delight, Kate Aaron's. If you guys are familiar with her, um, and she mm-hmm. she just wrote this really vulnerable blog post about how if she would have looked at her life right now, ten years ago, and like fast forwarded to where she was today, she would have of course been like, oh my god, I have everything. This is perfect. And that's just not. That is not the reality of life. Like we, we may think we have everything that we always have wanted and it just, you don't like, you don't ever feel completely satisfied. Mm -hmm. So, and, and we've talked through some tools for like being present, being in the now, how do we build those neuro pathways to be grateful for what we have right now to just be more satisfied with what we have versus constantly needing the next shiny thing? And maybe you already answered Mm -hmm. this. I just want to like drive it home. (laughs) How do we celebrate more is maybe the question.
0: Yeah. So one of the things, and it's, first of all, I would, I would be willing to bet that everyone's life is real similar to mine and the clients that we have a lot of good things in our life but we just glaze over them and we never really enjoy them. So here, here are like the ways that I try to do it personally in my own life. And so if this feels good to you, you can take them obviously, or if none of it feels good to you, think about the little things in your life. So like, I I love dogs. Like I love them all. I love all kinds. Like, no matter how mangy and nasty, like, I just love dogs. I have two dogs. I'd have 20 if Alex let me. (laughs) But how often, like, do I come home? And I'm like, Hey, guys, okay, I gotta make dinner. Okay, I gotta check my email quick. Okay, I gotta do this quick. And so one of the things I started to do, um, this was probably like, almost 10 years ago now was like, I love them so much. And I love their pure love and energy that like, when I come into the house, I set my things down and I get on the floor. And it's like, even if it's like 60 seconds of like, just being in that, being in their love, being in their excitement. I believe that that's one of the reasons that they walk this earth. is to like help humans soften up. And, and so to like, just be bathed in it and then move on. Right. Like then go check your email and stuff. But like, I love dogs. I love being with them or worry about them when they're not here. But then when I'm around them, I'm just like, Oh, God, get off me. You know what I mean? Like, I got to do this instead. And so to really pause and do that, or one of the things we just moved into a house in November from a condo. So we have a yard. And it's like, I want to use every part of this yard. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to put something to sit on in this corner. I want to in this corner want to do this here. So like, the bird feeders there or the bird bath is there. So it's like these different corners of the yard where I can like have a focus point, go there and just like, hang out. Even if it is like for a one minute meditation or 10 minutes, just like reading a book or something like that of like, how can I enjoy all of the things that I worked on so hard? And I think it comes with like going through our day and being mindful of like, Oh, I, I really, you know, I really love this. Or like, Oh, I, when I bought my Prius, I like had to wait six weeks and order it from the factory. Cause I really wanted one with a sunroof. And I, apparently that's like hard to find in a Prius. I don't know. <laughs> um, so it's like, so open that fucker up and get some air in here and right. enjoy it. Like, why did you, why did you choose this and like use it? I feel like a lot of times then we're like too busy and distracted to do it. And it's not like I <laughs> drive staring at my sunroof or my moonroof or whatever in my car, but it's like, I notice that it. it feels good when the sun comes in even in the winter and so to like even to let that be just like a hit of joy or a, a like a tick in the positive column cuz it's not just that one minute that I notice the, that flood of emotions actually flushes out cortisol and um, adrenaline out of your body, and it makes you feel good. So it's like getting the bad stuff out or the harmful stuff out if if it stays there too long. And then we're actually in those like good feelings of oxytocin, endorphins, all of that.
1: Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself a like a little diagnosis in this. So I like when I come <laughs> home with the girls. Like if I haven't seen them. Granted, I see them all the time right now because. <laughs> We're together all the time. Yeah. But if I've been away from them even for like a day or a couple hours or whatever, when I get home, they're so excited to see me and I am so excited to see them, just like your dogs. Like it's the best thing yeah. in the world. And like I'm gonna commit to setting my phone down, being really, really like in the moment with them and loving that. On the flip side, I think sometimes we're talking shoulding. There's like this idea that you, that I, I need to be, I should be so, so present with them all the time. And you know what I really, really hate doing? I really hate playing. Like I don't, I'm not a, a child. Like I hate playing like imaginary mm. play, but I like doing like art projects. So oh. I think what I'll like, and you know, they if they want to do imaginary play, cool. Like you guys go do that. I'll play with you when we can do an art project together and I'll be really present Mm -hmm. with you while we're doing that. And it makes me feel good. And you feel good. What do you think? Do you think that's a good? (laughs) Oh, I, I think that's great. And I think it actually ties into
0: the thing I forgot to say before. was floating around in my head was like, I think that when, like you said, I, I think we show up to these situations like parenthood or a job or just like life in general. And we feel like, if I'm failing, I'm failing everywhere. Or if I'm not doing the thing all the time, I'm failing. And so I think with parenting, it's really easy, I would imagine, to get into this role where you feel like maybe at one point, you did you ever feel bad about not being into the imaginary play?
1: Oh my God. I mean, you and I have done a full session on mom guilt. So the
0: answer is yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I don't talk about it. You talk about it.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, I think when we can be aware of parameters, whether that parameter of this is my role in this community or this is my role in this playtime of like, you want to play house and whatever, like knock yourself out. If you want to play Barbies and color with me, you know, color, hit me up. You have your parameters and you've chosen that those are enough for you. You know, like, and and it's not good or bad. I'm sure there's plenty of adults that feel that way. And so to to release that, to know you're a whole good person and what's going to help you show up to this interaction with these little people in the way that you want to be remembered, in the way that you want to try to make them feel. And so I think knowing your role, like sometimes we can just get the waters are muddied when we feel like we have to do it all. So if you can get clear on, I am going to do this and that's enough. And I'm just going to let the rest of the shit go like
1: mm-hmm. whatever
0: that is, the imaginary play or something else at work. But it really kind of ties into it's so funny because with clients, um, people will go get guidance from their spirit guides and people will come um, to me for a past life regression for many, many reasons. But a lot of them have to do with like the things that we're talking about right now. It's like I, I feel like 10 years ago, me would be doing backflips about where I am present me is like, that's it. Where else am I going? Yeah. You know, or anything like that. And it's like the guide or, you know, any other anxiety, fear based anything you want to change, thought patterns, beliefs. But what it's so funny, because like over the course of time, I'll get a handful of people within a course of time. So maybe it's like 10% of the people that are coming, but it's such a theme that'll stick out. Sometimes it's more than that. And the theme right now that spirit guides are telling my clients a lot are like, um, it's like exactly what I'm talking about here. It's about like knowing your role. Who are you to these people? Who are you in this area? Who are you in this organization? Figure out your role so then you know, I'm gonna step up, this is my work to do. Or I don't need to step up, this is not my work to do. Because I think even though it seems easy when we're talking about it, I think a lot of times we show up in our day And we just are confronted with all the shoulds we could be doing. Mm -hmm. And we get all twisted about that. That makes us feel so stressed out, so unworthy, so incapable. But if we're just, and the guides are just like, know your role, get to know your community, reach out to people, ask for help. People love to help. So ask them. And then when they ask you, help. like It's such a beautiful thing, beautiful exchange on both ends. But we can't do everything because we've all got many different things going on. So know your role within your community, engage with your community, whether that's like your neighborhood, your big family, your bigger group of friends, the people you work with, just knowing your role and getting clear on that, I think can release a lot of that should guilt or should FOMO or should, you know, feelings of incapability that then just kind of land on us because we're just unclear flitting about
1: right
0: so even the guides are talking about it
1: All those guides <laughs> so for everyone not. that's interested my spirit guides are well one of them is named tony he's he's excellent and then what was my other one i just met him david <laughs> it's david right i think so someone else i, was I can just, listen to that
0: i was gonna say in my office but someone else was just in my zoom orbit and a, a client and they had a spirit guide named David. And I was like, I think that's Ashley's guide too. I mean, it's <laughs> probably a different guide, but maybe not. Maybe you guys share. I don't remember who that was now. How cool would that be? I love that.
1: All right. This was, this was exactly it. This is what I needed right here. I'm so Yay! glad that we got into this. Um, okay. Well, listeners, please do your work. Do your self-study, like get into your, your now a little bit more and if you're having trouble and you want to identify your gifts, if you want to get a little bit unstuck, Gina is your girl. Reach out to her. Will you just really briefly talk about, you know, your online sessions or your like your digital um, sessions mm-hmm. and then where people can find you?
0: Yeah. So I do my sessions on Zoom. If you have a shoddy internet connection, then we do the phone, but that's kind of a last, last resort. Um, So over Zoom, and I've been doing those virtual sessions for two months or a little over two months, and it's been so fun and so great, and people do so well relaxed in their own environment. So um, you can hit me up at pastlivesandthedivine.com. That's my podcast. You can click on um, the past life regression or the services that'll take you to my other website, which is calminghypnosis.com, but pastlivesandthedivine.com is kind of like the hub for all of it. And then I'm on Instagram at Guide.
1: I can attest that like at home has been, I've done sessions with Gina in person and then I've done some now at home or just the one at home and so is my partner. And like, it's been totally seamless, seamless. With children yeah. running <laughs> around too. Like, I mean, I made sure they were quiet, <laughs> but like it was totally fine. And, I, and yeah. I remember like waking up and not waking up, like coming out of, this session. And I was like, like, I, my parents didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I oh. the and they were my kids and they're like, wow, oh, you look like you just took a nap. And like, yeah, sort of. Yep. Kind of. I like. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: and speaking of at home, if you go to past lives the I have a free audio like path life journey. And so if you're like slightly curious, want to dip your toe into it, um, you can download that and if you put in your email address it'll just be sent to you via email and then uh you can take your own little past life journey and what's so cool about working in the subconscious which is what hypnosis does is works with your subconscious mind Is like the more you do it the easier it gets because it's that neuroplasticity which is why for a first-time client they show up and they go to like you know the first scene of their past life and they're like kind of getting information slowly small bits here and there and by the end they're just like oh yeah I'm over here I'm doing this I'm feeling like this oh yeah this is the block or whatever and it's just because the more often we go get that information from our subconscious mind just our brain is like oh that's what we're doing okay Mm -hmm. awesome
1: thank you Gina this was awesome today I
0: appreciate it yeah this was so great thank you so much
1: Thank you, listeners, for being here today, for supporting this podcast. If this episode resonated with you, consider leaving a review, a five-star review, in a comment. It makes such a big difference. It helps the momentum of this podcast. It helps spread the word. um, And maybe share it with a friend. Hopefully, it can help them as well. Thanks again.